Hello, my love, and welcome back to Loving Me, Loving You, a safe space for women to feel, heal, and flow through their divine feminine energy in order to attract more meaningful relationships, passionate relationships, and God-ordained relationships. To all of my returning loving ladies, I love you, I love you. Thank you for your support. If you have not already Make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube and you are keeping up with the daily girl talks. Sometimes they're daily, sometimes they're weekly. You know how we do it over here. We allow the spirit to lead. (laughs) We allow God to have his way, but make sure you are all caught up on the YouTube, also on the podcast. Also head over to www.theabundantcoach.org and purchase your Romance Renewal Guided Workbook. I'm on y'all head because who has truly been keeping up and who has been doing their romance renewal worksheets? I'm in your business. It's no problem. If you have not, go ahead and catch up now. Get your workbook. And without further ado, let's get into today's conversation. And today's conversation is called Flow Like Water. And just as any current, you must continue to move. You got to pull yourself up out of that pit. You got to trust God to set you on your feet, healthy and happy and ready to rebuild. And part of flowing like water is embracing God, praying for strength, because Lord knows, child, when you at that rock bottom, baby, strength is the last thing you're thinking about. But when it comes to flowing like water, it's truly strength. It shows everyone around you that God has breathed his spirit on you and I don't know if I say that correctly is it breathed is it breath child (laughs) who knows but God has breathed his spirit on you okay and that is why you are able to flow flow through the pain flow through the confusion flow through the frustration flow through that marriage promise that you keep clenching on to And I want to dive more into that because I've been learning how to flow like water through my marriage promise. I want to be married so bad, I'm sure, along with every other young girl in the nation, okay? Because we swear up and down once we find our husband that life is just going to make sense. But what I've learned, and definitely um, make sure you go and you listen to Sarah Jake's sermon. I can't remember which one it is, but... She talks a little bit about, um, you know, once you feel like you have God in your life, once you finally get your footing, you know, you want to just feel like you have it figured out. You know, you, you expect God to sooner than later give you this sense of security. But the thing is with security is it's safety. And the moment you feel safe in who you are, the moment you feel safe and you know what, I'm going to settle now because now I feel like I got it. Now I feel like I don't need God anymore. It births proudness in you. It creates um, more confidence in yourself versus confidence in God. And that is why I believe that God wants to keep you in a space of the unknown and he wants to keep you out of your comfort zone so that you can continue to lean on his word and not thy own understanding. So when it comes to marriage 
and I pulled scripture for this conversation too so we're going to get into that soon but when it comes to marriage what you have to understand is even when the person that God has for you crosses paths with you in order to even identify them you have to be in the right headspace to accept them think about how many times you've met a new person and you know on the outward appearance they may look like they're right for you even in the conversation it may seem like you guys have a lot of compatibility and chemistry but something in your mind and something in your heart was still telling you you know what I cannot trust you you know what even though you seem like a good person something is just it's not sitting right with my spirit and although sometimes that can be your discernment that can be the spirit of discernment telling you that it's not for you But on the other hand of things, on the other side of the spectrum, that could be your unhealed pain that is blocking that potential God-ordained relationship. So God will place you in this season of uncomfortability. Uncomfortability? Discomfortability? Child, go with it. He will place you in the season of the unknown so that you can get used to confiding in him first. When your God-ordained relationships come about, most of the time we're not even in the heart posture to receive it. And in this season, what God is showing me is he will send you the right person at the wrong time. And although we we love to say, oh, God is an on-time God. Oh, God don't make no mistakes. We just have to get clear on who God is. You know, God is no respecter of man. That is our own understanding. That is not God's thoughts because God is outside of time. So what we may believe is the right time, what we may believe is the perfect time. Oh, destiny is colliding. God is over here looking at us like, huh? (laughs) Who told you that that's even my timing? I'm on a whole different time zone. I'm in a whole different mindset than you because I am not man. So what I've learned is, you know, when you have those experiences, it's important to just flow like water. You may not know where the friends in your life fit. Definitely when you are walking with Christ, it is so hard to meet new people or even just the existing relationships that you already have to put them where they go it's like you don't really know where people are going to fall into your life because you're on this rapid growth journey when you get yoked up with God every day you're a new person every day he he reveals something new if you're reading your word, you start reading all these laws and you're like, whoa, I want to change my whole life. I can't drink. I can't smoke. I can't have sex outside of marriage. <laughs> I don't know where that that little Western, <laughs> that little Western pronunciation just came from. But child, that's how I be feeling like be like, dang, God, when am I just going to have it? Like, when am I going to finally feel secure in my journey with you? Like. I'm ready to settle. I'm ready to ground myself. But God knows what's best. So flowing like water, it's a it's a mindset shift. It's a mindset of God with all that you are. I'm going to trust you. I'm just going to believe that you love me enough to not lead 
lead me into anything that you have not predestined for me. I trust you to bring me the God-ordained relationships that are going to make me feel loved, that are going to make me feel appreciated, that are going to make me feel valued. And even if they're not here for a lifetime, Lord, you are still deserving of my worship and my praise because you knew that this season I may be a little more distraught. I may be a little more frustrated in this process of not knowing what's next. So flowing like water, it begins with you just embracing God and telling God, you know what? Oh, I'm just going to trust you with all of my heart. Lord, I'm just going to trust you with all of my heart. Lord, I'm just going to trust you with all of my heart. Flowing is feeling. Feeling is trusting. And trusting is hard to do. And that is why it may seem difficult now to flow like water. It may seem impossible now to flow like water. But you're already doing it. You're already flowing. Because a flow, it, it doesn't mean it's just a calm water. It doesn't mean that it's still water. You know, one day the waves may be higher than others. One day the waves may be lower than others. But no matter what, you have to ride the wave and flow through it. Before we continue on with today's episode, Flow Like Water, head over to Instagram and follow Loving Me, Loving You podcast. Make sure you also post the show on your story, recommend to a friend, download to your library. I would love to see who's listening. And if you do add us, I will repost. And let's get back to the show. The scripture that I pulled for today's conversation is from Corinthians 7, and I'm going to be reading two different verses because it was so interesting to me every morning, you know, I read (laughs) every single morning I read my Bible, right? You know, I pray, I put my Bible on my heart and I say, God, give me a verse that's going to give me an answer to what my heart is saying to you. And at times I feel like we don't really know what our heart wants because Even your own heart will deceive you. You know, your heart is constantly shifting and shaping and being molded and folded and bolded. And (laughs) like our heart is so wishy-washy. Like how can your own organ not know what you want at times? Isn't that something? So I started normalizing, okay, God, let me just pray for my Bible verse before just diving into anything because I want to know what my heart is saying to you. I want to know what are the silent whispers of my heart. And God led me to scripture, Corinthians 7, verse verse 20. And it says, each person should remain in the situation they were in when God called them. And just to give you a little context on this verse, 
So chapter seven in Corinthians is literally titled Concerning Married Life. So this whole scripture is talking about your marriage promise. And I do suggest that you go over and read it. I do have the NIV version of the Bible. So I have little like blurbs that kind of help me with digesting each um, each story in the Bible, which has really helped me with my my spiritual journey and just growing my relationship with God. But chapter seven is about concerning married life. And this scripture in particular, it pierced my spirit because lately I've been creating a lot of like confusion within myself because I feel like when you accept God into your life, like we automatically assume that we have to stop doing everything that makes us happy. Like when you are of the world, you know, that's when addictions bring you pleasure sex brings you pleasure gossip brings you pleasure a lot of different wicked activities bring you pleasure and God already knows like God extends us grace and mercy when we are of the world because we're in the dark you know ignorance is to not know something so just as your parents responsibility your mother your father just as much as it's their responsibility to teach you when you are ignorant God has the same responsibility If he is our father in heaven, he's never going to punish you and blame you for really not knowing. The only thing is, once you start to read your word and you start to know, now you can no longer live as if you don't know. So lately, it's been heavy on my heart. Like, God, okay, now that I'm reading your word, now that I'm learning your laws, how do I go about respecting them and still pleasing my my flesh because we are flesh and we are spirit flowing like water (laughs) child the waves get to rushing because now you you want to do better you want to live for God but you've lived in the world your whole life so you know when those two rivers meet it's hard to create a flow it's hard to create still waters because One river is going one direction and the other river is going the opposite direction. So God led me to scripture, I feel like, to give me reassurance. And just to repeat it again, this is Corinthians 7, verse 20. It says, each person should remain in the situation they were in when God called them. When God called me, I was fornicating. When God called me, I was smoking every day. When God called me, I was sipping my wine. When God called me, I was still gossiping. When God called me, I was being a normal human that is not perfect. So what you'll realize is the more you flow like water, it's not that God will call you for you to be perfect because no man is completely righteous. And that is why God sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. We are sinful beings, but as much as we are sinful beings, we are spiritual beings. So what I've learned is flowing like water has to do with allowing the rivers to meet. Allow your worldly desires of having sex outside of marriage, drinking, smoking, gossiping, partying, not serving God, you know, that that's one river. Allow it to meet your river of holiness, kindness, patience, 
temperance with alcohol, temperance with smoking. Allow them to meet. That's the only way it can work. God is not demanding you to overnight let go of all the things you've known your whole life. And think about it like this. You are a product of generations and generations and generations of sin. You think your ancestors were all holy and upright and they just knew not to drink or smoke or... No, that's unrealistic. Your flesh will die more as you read your word and as you trust God to cleanse you and purify you. But God is not looking at the physical things you are doing in the world. If you pick up a glass a glass of liquor, do you feel like that really determines your value as a God-fearing woman? No, it doesn't. <laughs> so, this freed my spirit this morning and I pray that it is freeing yours as I as I say this because God doesn't want you to change overnight. He wants you to invite him in so that As time goes by, you slowly adapt and lose taste for the things that no longer serve him. Because the way that I used to drink before God was in my life was very different compared to how I drink now. When I pour a glass of wine now, I tell myself, okay, you want to relax, you want to enjoy yourself. You may want to even get a little buzz going, but don't try to drink to black out because You no longer have taste. You no longer have the appetite to black out drunk because you know tomorrow morning you got to wake up and do your Bible study. So God, he, he begins to be a place filler for the things that used to serve you and bring you pleasure. And the more you walk with him and you pray to him and you love on him, anything that stops you from loving him will break off on its own. I love you.